Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you're listening to episode 67 of In the Middle of It, the podcast where parents and teachers can find ideas, strategies, and resources for connecting with teens. Hey there, I'm Amy, also known as the Ish Girl, and I am so excited that you've decided to join me today. If you are someone who's been here for a while, welcome back. And if you're new, we're just excited to welcome you into our community. Now, today, I just have to share, being the proud mama that I am, um, my oldest, who is a senior this year, just found out that he was accepted into the college of his choice, which also happens to be my husband and my alma mater, Texas A&M. So we are definitely celebrating over here in the Kelly house. So it's just a fun and exciting time and kind of weird to think about we have a kid old enough to be going to college when we still kind of feel that same age too, right? I don't know if you guys are with me on that, but it does not feel like our sweet, precious baby should be ready to go to college. But here we are just thinking about things and reflecting over the journey that we've had to get him to the point where he is and to get our daughter to the point where she is as a sophomore. Um, I've been reflecting about that a lot. And I have to say that one of the hardest things about teaching teens and parenting teens is the fact that, and I'm wondering if you're here with me today, the fact that you never know which kid is going to show up on any given day, right? I hope you know what I'm talking about. The personality and mood swings can seriously give you whiplash. And if you're like me, you know that your team can be like five different people in the space of an hour. Take, for instance, getting ready for school in the morning. You might encounter grumpy teen or excited teen or know-it-all teen or stressed out teen or needy teen all before you get in the car to drop them off at school. And as for you teachers out there, just Wow. When you multiply the number of students that you have and then think about all the different ways that they show up in your classroom, we're talking thousands of personalities that you have to navigate. So so when you include figuring out which one each student is experiencing at the particular moment in time that they're in your class, it's just crazy. And if you try to drill down into it, it can be exhausting and overwhelming. But here's the thing you do not have to drill down into it. And that's what I want to talk about today. Because if you show up consistently, standing in your values and rocking the whole being a grown-up thing, it doesn't matter how your teens show up because you've got their backs. And how do you know if you're doing this for sure? Well, here are some questions to ask yourself. Have you chosen how you want to show up with your teens? because you absolutely get to, sh- to choose that, right? Like you get to choose how you show up. Are you gonna show up energetically or quietly or in a fun way or seriously or, or whatever it is that your values and your personality combine to hold as most important? Now also, do you know what you believe and stand for? And what I'm talking about here is the values that you and your family hold dear. So for us, it's things like, this is a safe space and we have each other's backs and we listen to understand things along those lines. And then also, have you clearly communicated those values and expectations to your teens? Now, when I was in the classroom, this is something that I spent probably the 
a good week to two weeks at the beginning of the school year talking about. We talked about our classroom values. We talked about the kind of culture that we wanted to have. And we actually decided on that together. So it was super important to me to have that all out in the open at the very beginning so that the kids knew exactly what they were walking into each day. Okay, another question to ask yourself about how you show up for your kids and your teens and your students, etc. Do you take responsibility for your own emotions, your own words and reactions? Or do you ever blame your students or your own children for how you're feeling? Like, oh, they were awful today and I am just so worn out and exhausted. Or I wouldn't have yelled at you if you hadn't have done X, Y, Z. Well, really, everything that's under our umbrella are things like our emotions, our thoughts, our actions, our decisions, our behaviors. And that's something that I talk about in a a previous episode, and I will definitely put that into the show notes so that you can go back and listen to that. It was a conversation that I had with my good friend, Tammy Scow, who is also a counselor here in the Frisco area. Like I said, I'll post a link to that in the show notes, but she really details exactly what that means, what's under your umbrella and what's under, what's not under your umbrella, right? Okay, and so given that, the next question is, do your boundaries and responses fluctuate based on circumstances or your mood or maybe depending on which teen you're dealing with, which student you're dealing with, which child you're dealing with? Does it maybe fluctuate based on your physical state, like your hunger level or your exhaustion level? Or if you want to get down to brass tacks, have you been able to use the bathroom today? I mean, I know that that might be TMI, but that can affect how you feel. Do you have a reactive energy or a consistent energy with your teens? Now, reactive is when you reflect a student's energy back to them. So if they're coming at you angry or flustered or upset, do you mirror that back to them? Or do you have a consistent energy where you are responding in the same calm, collected way every time? You've got to remember that you're an emotional regulator for your students and your children. And that means that you model what it looks like to be emotionally regulated. So if in my situation, like if one of my kids is freaking out because they forgot to bring a book home from school that they need for their homework or whatever, if I freak out right along with them, that is not being their emotional regulator. Helping them take a deep breath, understand that, okay, we have options here and how can we solve this problem? That's being an emotional regulator. And then also, are you immovable when it comes to the way you communicate how you value your teens? Do they know and understand that they have your full and complete unconditional love and acceptance? That place where They know that nothing that they do or don't do, say or don't say, can make me love you any more or any less. So do your teens know that? Do they know that the way that you feel about them is rock solid? There's nothing that they can do or not do, say or not say, that can make you love them any more or any less. That makes a difference. That makes a difference in your kids' level of trust, your students' level of trust as they walk into your space and as they interact with you. Now, I think it is so important to remember that our teens 
are really, really good about reading our energy. They know where they stand with us, whether we're saying it out loud or not. They just read our energy. And that's something I was reminded of recently when I was talking with my daughter, who shared this about one of her teachers. Mom, she really loves our class. And I was so curious about that. I asked, well, what do you mean? And she just shrugged and said, you know, you can tell that she enjoys being around us and she doesn't talk to us like we're little kids. She really listens to us. Now, I really chewed over that for a while because when I think about the teachers who positively impacted me, that is exactly how I would describe them. They really liked us, my fellow students and I, and they treated us with dignity and respect. And that's something that's so simple but it's not easy. When we can show up as consistent, mature, steady people in the lives of our teens, it doesn't matter how they show up because it's not about how they're acting or what kind of energy they have. They can't throw anything at us that will change who we are or how we stand in our values or how we feel about them. Now, I realize that that is a bold, idealistic statement, and I know that it is literally like literally impossible to show up that way 100% of the time because we're human. We can't be that consistent 100% of the time. But these are things that can characterize you. So I'm curious, where are you with your teens? Do you struggle to be someone who is characterized as consistent or steady or rock solid? Do you tend to show up based on your mood or circumstances? Because that reactive way of showing up It's developmentally appropriate for our teens, but not for us. And our goal is to lead the way for them and model how to show up as adults. Now, recently I was in a Facebook group I belong to that has to do with teaching. And someone was talking about the hard day they had had with their sixth grade class. And she described how she had had it with one kid in particular. He was being silly and making bad choices and disrupting the class in ways that were beyond frustrating for her. She shared that she finally burst out at him. Why are you being so childish? Apparently he stopped, eyebrows creased in confusion and said, Miss so-and-so, I am literally a child. Now she had the grace to laugh about it and share it in that group and to let it be a reminder for all of us that as grown up as they look and sound when they are in their well-behaved modes and are engaged and interacting with us, they're not adults, but we are. So I would just encourage you to show up as the grown up. And one way to do that is to dig deep into what it means for your students and kids to be developmentally appropriate. That's a word that I use a lot around here. And it's actually something that I am doing with you guys in my five-part Facebook Live series. So we're two weeks into the five secrets to understanding your teens and how to respond to them. Now, this is a free training that will totally help you show up as a grown-up because I am spelling out all the things that are developmentally appropriate in teens, especially in the classroom. 
So I hope you can catch the replay of those first two sessions of that series and be sure and sign up for the workbook so that you can follow along and take notes, which you can get that workbook at theishgirl.com forward slash free training. And be sure to join me for the third session, which is next Tuesday, February 25th at 6 p.m. Central Time for session three. Okay, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Thank you for listening and really pondering on what it means to show up as a grown-up for your teens and to love them unconditionally. And for all you teachers and parents out there, from an ish girl who is loving the new Netflix series, Lock and Key, and I'm betting your teens will too, I am so glad that we're in the middle of it together.